0: And follow us on social media at subdocpodcast.
1: to the Escapist Comics Podcast. I'm Jacob Rubin.
2: I'm Jessica Valvone.
1: And we have a very special guest today, the author of the upcoming comic Cult of Dracula. Everybody welcome Rich Davis to the show. Hi Rich. Hey guys, how's it going?
2: Hi Rich. Nice to have you on.
0: Yeah, pleasure to be here. Thanks for for giving me the invite.
2: Totally. Um, So yeah, we're uh, big fans of SourcePoint Press. Um, We're really excited to have you on. And uh, we'd love to, to tell us a little bit about your comic.
0: That's yeah, so, so Cult of Dracula is a modern reimagining of Bram Stoker's original. Um, it's set within a Charles Manson, Jim Jones inspired cult. Um, I like to say it's witchy, it's weird, it's helter skelter and a hippie cult dedicated to an ancient blood goddess. If you can't tell, I've said that that line a couple dozen times already. <laughs> But, um, but it's it's very, good. if you've if you've read Soaker's Dracula, you're going to be very familiar uh, with the characters and the settings or at least the names of the settings. But I promise you, no matter how many times you've read it, you've got no idea where the story is uh, is going to end up.
2: Well, I have five copies of Dracula, I think, in my house. Oh, right on. So, uh, I love I love a good vampire story. First of all, we are big fans of vampires on this podcast, uh, too, specifically
1: the Buffy kind. But yeah, yeah,
2: specifically the Buffy kind, but vampires in general. <laughs> <laughs>
1: true, true, true. Uh, george's Genty did a couple of covers
0: um, for uh Cult of Dracula, so uh you know he's of course he's very well known for his work on Buffy. Oh yeah, and so yeah, oh, really? George is an awesome dude, and I'm a huge fan of anything Joss Whedon. Um, and Buffy was my introduction really to, uh, to his, uh, to his universe or Weed universe, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Nice. Well, glad that you're a fan of Buffy and, uh, it's a
1: requirement to be on the show. Yeah.
2: You have to, <laughs> 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 I'm sure, you know, Frank, Frank's been on the show yeah. a couple of times. Oh yeah.
1: Oh
0: yeah. Uh, from uh, No and uh, Dead and Kids, Frank. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely.
2: Uh, no, just wow. any random Frank. Do you know any random Franks? <laughs>
0: I know one. I know one random Frank. And so,
1: hi, Frank. <laughs> he's he's listening. He's our biggest fan. Really right
0: yeah. <laughs> um.
2: So, like you said, it's like a new take on Dracula uh, or, like, just the legend of Dracula. So where'd your fascination with, like, the count begin?
0: You know, when I was a kid, um, I had... a weird obsession with vampires from uh, a time when I was way too young to actually be into vampires like I was reading Anne Rice when I was I don't know like uh, 11 or 12 years old and you should not be reading Anne Rice when you're 11 or 12 years old it really messes (laughs) with your brain if you grow up to write to write weird vampire comics so kids (laughs) don't do that um but um ever since I can really remember, I loved watching old horror movies um, and they, the old hammer films used to come on um, a lot um, where I'm from. I'm from a little town in uh, Tennessee called Sparta, um, tiny little town in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, back then my parents didn't even have cable and, um, you know, so we'd get like the over the air stuff and uh, they would play those hammer films late night on the weekends. And I just became just such a, just drawn into the Christopher Lee um, performances. And of course, you know, you go back and you watch Bela Lugosi and it's fantastic. Um, uh, but really, since I, as far back as I can remember, I've really, really been into the vampire mythologies and Dracula um, seems to be the one vampire that tie it all together uh, because so many people draw from Stoker's definitions um, of the things the, the the concepts and the themes that he put forward so many other people like Anne Rice um, and others have really just drawn from that so I think uh, Dracula becomes kind of the um, um, the patient zero for our modern vampire mythology and that's one of the things I wanted to explore in Cult of Dracula as well.
2: Right um, yeah I mean and bringing a cult into it is such like a new idea. That's what I really liked about it being so different. Um, And I really enjoyed it. And like you said, I have no idea where it's going. Um, Yeah, so I thought that was a really fresh take on it. And I really enjoyed the first issue.
0: Yeah, and you know, the cult aspect was um, uh, also stems from kind of a childhood fear that I had. I watched the movie Helter Skelter. um, And I remember the actor who played Charles Manson, really just terrifying eyes and like even right now as i'm recounting that i'm seeing those eyes in my head uh, because it just scared the shit out of me and um you know um then i would later start you know looking into charles manson and find out what uh what really went on and just how gripped an entire nation in fear i mean kids living all the way across the country were terrified that Charles Manson was going to break into their windows, steal them away, and murder their families. And you know that that that's a powerful uh, presence. So you know that just uh, kind of wanted to tie those two things together. You know Manson and you know these cult leaders who have this power over people that they'll make them do horrible things, make them commit murder, Um, make them commit mass suicide. I mean Jim Jones made parents, you know, inject poison into their children and watch them die, and so that's always been one of the most fascinating things about vampires, to me, is that they have this ability to seduce and manipulate people and make normal good people do just horrible, horrible things, just like cult leaders, and so to me, it seemed like just a, a perfect marriage to bring those two things together and explore them in the book.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's really cool, yeah, I never thought of it that way.
2: um what other uh what other movies or comics did you draw from I mean I noticed you have like a good like noir like detective vibe Mm -hmm. too are there any other uh ones that you're inspired by
0: absolutely um i'm a huge quentin tarantino fan um again i watched tarantino films when i was way too young my parents really didn't monitor what i read or
2: watched oh, so. yeah me either we have that anne <laughs> rice thing in
0: common so <laughs> um so you know and joss Whedon's dialogue um has influenced me a lot not to you know suggest in any way that my my dialogue gets onto his level but it's definitely st- I, I would definitely strive to do that because I think both Tarantino and we have just incredible quippy dialogue. And I really wanted that to, um, uh, come across in my book as well. I really wanted the characters to have real conversations and, you know, for readers to be able to hear the conversations in their head and like each character have their own unique voice. So, um, hopefully people are going to notice, um, inspirations from uh, things like Pulp Fiction, and Reservoir Dogs, and uh, when you get deeper into the book, there's gonna be some uh, some uh, things I drew from like Kill Bill, um, and uh, Joss Whedon's script on Alien, uh, Alien 3. Um, so things like that, yeah, I think you'll definitely see those influences in the book, um, at least I hope they come across. Um, but well, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, you bring up a good point, like I don't wanna spoil anything, but your uh, the big speech, from Renfield in the first issue. It almost yes. has like like a poetry to it, or like, you know, like a reverend speech, but then there is like a lot of poetry to that as well, um, which I absolutely loved, um, and it's almost musical too. And mm-hmm. like you said, Helter Skelter too, that like comes into it as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's why, I, also why I asked that question too, because I do get a lot of that.
0: Right, and you know, Manson wanted to be a musician. Right. Um, and had he, you know, been able to go on tour with the Beach Boys, we may not know who Charles Manson uh, was <laughs> to this very day. Um, but you know, he was a he was a failed musician, and so in creating Renfield, who is very heavily influenced by Manson, uh, I wanted that kind of musical quality to his voice. I'm glad you picked that up. Um, and I spent. No kidding. I spent hundreds of hours locked in my basement listening to interviews with Charles Manson to try to get that voice right. Because when, when people read Renfield, I want them to hear that cadence and that intonation and that just where, you know, Manson could be having a normal conversation and just bam, just, you know, just like snap out of nowhere at you. And so I wanted that to come across with Renfield as well. Um, and music was certainly a big influence there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I still think yeah, that scene. That, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jacob.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that scene was really cool. Like, cause he he wanders in and I'm like, okay, this is, at that point I clicked into like, okay, this is like a band said thing. I didn't read the synopsis until after I read the comic. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, this is kind of like the, the girl, uh, Lucy. I was like, okay, so this is sort of like, cause I mean, uh, I think that obviously it's something that's going to come up a lot is um, because it's so new is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I should I should tell you that when I saw that movie, I really didn't knew almost nothing about Charles Manson or anything. I didn't oh, really? know that that was like <laughs> yeah. So that whole thing with with Brad Pitt, I didn't realize that that was like a deviation from real mm-hmm. life. Yeah, uh, and so I was like, all right, well, okay. And then I left the movie and looked it up, and I was like, oh, that was like a huge moment, like the like when they killed Hitler in Glorious Bastards. I not Oh my god. Yes. It, it, right. Now I get it. And now I see why people were so crazy about it. Uh, but that blowtorch so- came out. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, I mean, Tarantino will always deliver when it comes to action. That's the one thing yeah. where I'm like, there's no way. That was so, it was so, it was like funny. Like, some, seeing something, I guess there's actually other funny scenes in movies where people get blowtorched. Blowtorches <laughs> are kind of funny.
0: They
1: can be. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, it depends on which end of the torch you're on. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. Heg Scorpio, that's that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I completely lost my train of thought, right? When Redfield came in, I was like, okay, this guy's clearly a major player. I I didn't realize that it was Redfield until I, I looked that up, uh, which is, I think, a really cool take on Redfield because I always think of him as being like this snivelly put upon, like trod upon sad figure but the Mm -hmm. way that you've characterized him is much more like with so much more agency and danger to always danger but like uh yeah I think that's going to be a big difference that's going to be something that um even people who are very familiar with the existing Dracula mythos will see as an, an established difference but the amount of danger I felt like I was like this guy could be this scene could just be another character being introduced or this could be a major major moment and I had no idea where that scene was going um, and I could hear like bongo drums. Like I read it more like a beat poet than like a song. Yes, um, that's
0: great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a
1: very dear
0: friend of mine named Carl Kennedy is, um, he, he actually is a beat poet and he goes, uh, uh, he competes in slam poetry competitions. So, um, yes, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a lot of Carl's influence in, in okay. that rhythm. Um, and there's a music to beat poetry as well. And, um, you know, so that's, uh, that I definitely wanted that to come across with Renfield and yeah, the, the, the feeling of danger at any time with him that mm-hmm. he could just, you know, just snap and he wields mm-hmm. all of this power. I mean, he has, you know, when you meet him, you know, he's in, he's in control of this entire, uh, cult, uh, and, you know, just like Jim Jones or Warren Jeffs or David Koresh or Charles Manson these people not only would would die for him but they would kill for him and so anytime you speak to one of them or you see one of the interviews with them you know there's always even if they're smiling and maybe even when they're smiling maybe it's even more pronounced but there's always this looming sense of danger and um you know I, I wanted Renfield to be dangerous especially when we first meet him um, and just completely unpredictable. So, and I'm, you know, you've read. So, you know, the the, the exchange he has with Arthur there, and how it just comes out of nowhere. Um, and yeah. Yeah. That, that he's been such a fun character to uh, to write, um, and probably one of the most difficult ones to explore because his his mind is just it's fractured in so many ways. And uh, we do explore how it got fractured and how he got there um, in later oh, issues. Cool. Of the book.
2: Yeah, so Tom Waits will always be my, yes. my Renfield. <laughs> Run, <laughs>
0: Silver, Dracula the Coppola film is probably probably one of the most seminal films in my life. I adore that movie. It's um, so good, you know, yeah. I know some of the special effects don't hold up today, but I mean, he did so much of that work within the camera, you know, and just oh, yeah. the. The ground he just he pushed the envelope so far with with what a vampire movie could be and um, you know even even Keanu Reeves's uh, performance yeah. hasn't uh, you know it, it's not as bad as I remember it, it, it being a long time ago
2: you know I still so, uh, that's the one thing that ruins it for me <laughs> he, <laughs> he's
0: very he's very stilted in that in that movie and they you know they just didn't give him a whole lot to do but the rest of the film and you know Gary Oldman.
2: Um, oh, yeah. I, Winona Ryder
0: was fantastic. And, uh, yeah. Um, the supporting cast of uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins' is Ben Helsing, uh, you just can't beat that.
2: Yeah. So. Everyone else is great. I'll just, I'll never understand Keanu Reeves being cast in a period piece.
1: Yeah. Right. He, was, he was a
0: pretty face and he was the it boy at the time. Right.
1: You yeah. Know? So. Um, uh, he went to a lot of periods at Bill and Ted, so he could play anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fair oh, enough. Even, you know, <laughs> he was probably the only actor at the time, other than Alex Winter, that had actually traveled to the Victorian period. So, I
2: mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay,
0: I was perfectly cast. Right. <laughs> never understand. They cut out the
1: scene where he meets Dracula. They were like, the movie's too long. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah we, got, we got to
0: cut something. And unfortunately, yeah. he uh, can't beat Napoleon. So.
1: Right, yeah, it's got we gotta keep Genghis Khan in here. It was either Genghis yeah. Khan or Dracula. Yeah. Right. So
0: sorry Dracula, you gotta stay back.
1: And Dracula could <laughs> come out
0: here in the day in California anyway, so he wouldn't have been able to help him with the problem.
1: right, yeah. Yeah. Although the water park scene with Dracula would have been really, really great.
2: <laughs> Wait, can he come out during the day?
1: It's What's a nice water park? In a the,
2: night park, yeah. The night park, night, right. Yeah. <laughs> the night water slide park Wa- only.
1: Water park at night is like a nightmare. Oh my god. It
2: is. <laughs> it's like fluorescent lights. It's, yeah. just, it's just be still be only creepy. water park. That <laughs> would be so creepy. <laughs> Didn't they have yeah. that at like did you guys watch that action park documentary? I haven't, no. I haven't watched it. I think well, they actually like the, had that where they would close it down at night and then it would be like, now the nighttime is and it's just for like adults and like the kids would go home.
1: Oh, wow. It, Wait, yeah. the, the documentary or the movie with Johnny Knoxville about? Back no, the, the documentary. Oh, okay. No. Oh. But well, I, I mean, that, <laughs> that place is a death trap. Like I've, death I've seen, trap. I've read so much yeah. about <laughs> Class Action Park, right? Is that what they call it? Class yeah. Class Action Park. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I like how I know podcast listeners, you can't hear, but I've turned this light on, on our Zoom, and it's literally just made it darker
1: in my room. <laughs> 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 adding that eerie on. Um, they heard the switch I go did. on. Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I had to look like a vampire, <clears throat> which uh, actually, uh, for telling uh, some home stories here, uh, when Interview with a Vampire came out, because I was obsessed with yes. uh, those books as well. Uh, my dad was going to take me to go see it because we saw very awkward movies together when I was a kid. And I dressed up for it and like painted my face like in, as white as I could to be goth when I think it was 11 when that movie came out, maybe? Nice. And uh, he was like, absolutely not. Go, go wash, all of that out. <laughs> I, was, but... I was cosplaying before there was cosplaying. Before
0: cosplay
1: was a thing. Yeah, you yeah. were a trendsetter. Anyway, well, how, how old was... How old is Kirsten Dunst in that movie? Is that Kirsten Dunst? Yes. She was young. Yeah. yeah she, was, she was really young. I mean, she, what was she? Maybe 12
0: or 13 when she did yeah, that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, she, she yeah. seemed so much younger. Yeah. I mean, like in my head, she's like eight, but that can't be right.
0: No. Well, that, you know, Claudia
1: is supposed to be what
0: five, I, I believe in the book, right?
2: Yeah. She's maybe five or six.
1: Yeah. So they
0: really, you know, they really, uh, she did a good job, um, you know, playing her age down.
1: Of course, she was young
0: and innocent at the time anyway, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I, I thought she actually did a really nice job as Claudia. She did.
1: Oh, she was great. Yeah. Yeah,
0: she was amazing.
2: That is a good vampire movie. Solid. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Brings me to my next question. What is your favorite vampire movie?
0: Actually, it is Interview with Vampire. Oh, um, so go. we were oh. just talking oh. about nice. that. Um, <laughs> and Braun Stoker's Dracula would be a, uh, would be a very close to second. um second. And then um, Brides of Dracula. Um, Ooh, a good Is a yeah. great one. There's a lot of really good Hammer films, uh, but Brides really stands out to me, I think. Oh yeah, that's that's
2: great one. Jacob, what's your favorite vampire movie?
1: Uh, man, I'm trying to think of like, because I haven't seen, unfortunately, now I really want to watch, I've never seen Brides of Dracula. I haven't seen oh. Interview of the Vampire as an adult, so I really should rewatch watch it. Uh, man, I'm trying to think of like I don't know Oh, uh, uh, Leslie Nielsen, Dracula Dead and Loving It That's my top <laughs> one <Of> course, Yeah, <laughs> yep. That's a good uh, one No, there's got I, This is so weird that I can't I, I can't really think of any vampire movies I've seen Have you seen Near yeah. Dark?
2: That's my favorite one <laughs>
1: love, Near, You're
0: going to no. love Issue 3 then because there's a There is a very solid Near Dark reference in there
2: Oh, sweet! Yeah, yeah.
0: gotta <laughs> oh, yes.
2: Yeah,
0: that, that movie is fantastic.
2: It's so good. Yeah, love it. I- interview is also right up there. It's so hard to choose.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interview. Interview still stands out to me because the like when uh when Lestat is first uh turning Louis, and they're in the they're in the cemetery in New Orleans, and the. Um, the statues start to come, you know, like you see their faces change and everything mm-hmm. becomes brighter. Even when he sees with his vampire eyes, that still is just burned my brain as oh, such yeah. a gorgeous scene. It really and, is. Um, yeah, and I, I love the um, just the uh, the the pacing of the film. Um, it, it, it's just one, and they the relationships between the characters and you know, even Tom Cruise was not. He, he was kind of held in check. It wasn't totally Tom Cruise in the movie, you know? Oh, yeah, So, exactly. I, yeah, I, I adore Interview the Vampire.
2: Yeah, it's great. Uh, worst vampire movie? <laughs>
0: um, oh, gosh, I just forgot what it was called. Uh, vampire Land. Um, and if anybody out there knows the guy who made this movie, I want to meet him one day because I want to thank him for making this awful movie because <laughs> now, have you either of you seen vampire land
2: no i've seen stake land.
0: Wow. right now stake is wonderful <laughs> vampire land is awful <laughs> um, so the costuming straight up came from spirit halloween
2: oh it's nice got, like,
0: <laughs> white face paint you probably when you went to see interview the vampire you probably could have like auditioned for vampire land.
2: awesome <laughs> and
0: so these vampires, they show up in this little small Michigan town and they're like, they're like harassing this girl for, for no reason, but they're just stalking her all over town and we never find out really why. And then all of a sudden the moon blows up and nothing happens. Uh, like, you know, the earth doesn't tilt off its axis, the oceans don't go crazy, but the moon explodes. Mm-hmm. And then um, she runs more from the vampires and then all of a sudden she's escaping the town and right as she's crossing the bridge to get out of town, she gets attacked and uh, gang raped by the four horsemen Holy of the apocalypse.
2: Shit! Yeah.
0: yeah. And so, and the movie is just god awful, terrible. But I want to meet this guy and thank him because I realized this was an awful movie, but he got it made, and not right. only did he get it made, <laughs> he sold it. And not only did he sell it, but he convinced people like me to pay $9.99 to download it and watch it. Oh, paid for it. For it. <laughs> yeah, I
2: actually paid for it.
0: And so I'm thinking to myself as I'm writing Cult of Dracula, and I've been working on this for a while, but as I'm writing it, every time I wanted to give up, all I kept telling myself was just be as good as Vampire Land. And if you can be as good as Vampire Land, you're goal. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I want to thank this dude. I really want to be him thank you because i probably wouldn't be sitting here today if i hadn't watched that terrible film
2: we got to find this guy
1: <laughs> let's get him on the show yeah.
2: right. if you do not please you. call me i will we'll get on it because <laughs> i want to he's
1: trying to he's trying to enter the zoom room right now i'm not we're not ready i'll wait <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh i have to go queen of the damned i'm gonna stay with anne rice <laughs> that movie is oh. terrible
0: <laughs> right. but marius was perfectly cast right
2: yeah, that's true yeah poor leah <laughs> r.i.p <Man>. <laughs> yeah.
0: but it oh. been so
2: good that's why it makes me so mad
0: <laughs> mm, yeah no the, i mean the the book is amazing yeah huh? and, I don't know how they butchered this film as badly
2: as I mean I left the
0: theater angry oh yeah watching, me too. After watching that I mean I was
1: pissed yeah and oh it's mean, so a
2: good choice yeah yeah Jacob did you think of your best vampire film yet
1: <laughs> yes I did I had I, I of course I can't believe this wasn't like the first thing that popped up my head what we do in the shadows
2: oh yes, <laughs> fantastic movie uh-huh. that's
1: great yeah it's, it's great so good we're werewolves, um, not werewolves. That's like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I have I cool watched the show yet, uh, but it's just, it's hysterically funny, but it's also mm-hmm. really, uh, really clever, in, you know, the way they deal with like psychic vampires and things, which, you know, that, that's been, uh, that, that's something I don't think that gets explored um, enough in fiction. Uh, you know, it's kind of a popular modern concept that, you know, uh, vampires don't um, exsanguinate their, their victims. They just, they drain them. You know emotionally mm-hmm. and um yeah and that we play with that a little bit in uh in cult of dracula too kind of the, the psychic weight that a vampire can put on their victims
2: yeah i can see that definitely with the cult aspect mm-hmm. um definitely just thinking about cults makes me drained so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also because i watch too many crime shows all the time right <laughs> especially before I go to bed. Uh, oh God,
0: it's <laughs> dangerous. Oh, wow. It is
2: dangerous. I know, <laughs> i like, why do I watch Law & Order, Special Victims Unit, or like a crime show? As I go to sleep, it's not healthy.
0: <laughs> what kind of dreams do you
2: have? Really bad ones a lot of times. <laughs> I
0: have, yeah, I can <laughs> totally see that.
2: I also write, so it helps me think of things or new ideas. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah,
0: okay. I, okay, I can dig that. It's not,
1: you're not torturing yourself, you're researching.
2: Exactly, yeah.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> However, this isn't a movie character, but one of my favorite vampires in fiction, full stop, is Cassidy in Preacher. Yes. Um, and love. I got a bit of a Preacher vibe from this comic. You know, um,
0: yes. Uh, Henry Martinez is my artist, and um, very early on when we were talking, uh, he uh, it actually was a conversation about, well, you know, because there's a church in the kind of opening, uh, establishing scene. And so I'm, you know, and so Henry messages me, he says, okay, so what does a church look like to you? And I was like, that's an odd question, you know, because coming from the South, you know, where I'm from, churches all look kind of similar, you know, especially these weird, you know, country churches way, way back in the sticks. And so it never occurred to me, you know, Henry um, being from York and you know, lived in larger cities his entire life. Um, you know, churches look totally different for him. You know, they're cathedrals and you know, big brick buildings. And so we both just started talking, and um, and we decided that the, that the church in Preacher is probably the uh, the best representation of what this church should look like. And then Henry's art style, I think, is very Preacher um, as he draws. It's it's definitely got that vibe from that period, and um, and which is what we wanted because we wanted the we wanted the book to have a little bit of a of an older uh, almost grindhouse feel with the art, you know. And you know, one of the hallmarks of grindhouse movies is they're not real polished and slick. Um, and so uh, Henry roughed his art up really well. It's beautiful art, but it's all it's rough around the edges, which is exactly what we were going for. Which again screams Preacher to me.
1: Yeah, very good villain, Yeah.
2: Yeah, Steve Dillon, I could definitely see yep. that as well. Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> um, cool. So if we want to get into some, if you mind getting into some pop culture news with us real quick. Speaking yeah. of vertigo and R I P Vertigo, by the way, too, since it's like this. And that's very sad. But this yeah, comes I don't really from-
1: know why that happened.
2: Well, cause DC uh, doesn't want to make money. I don't know why. <laughs> Basically. I think,
1: yeah. <laughs> I think they thought
0: Black Label was going to take Vertigo's place.
2: Yeah, they you did. Know? Yeah,
0: I, I think they were like, okay, we could just simplify things. We'll ditch this Vertigo thing that people don't even realize is DC and we'll just call it DC Black Label and do the same thing. And then, I don't know. It just didn't work. No. Yeah. I miss Vertigo.
2: They're still doing it. I think because they didn't they also wanted to make like uh, adult, adults, I say in air quotes, superhero books as well and put that under the black label so they could do mm-hmm. all of that at the same time. Yep. Um, which they're still doing, I guess. Like, they're yeah. with like one It's, just, the it's clear label. they're
0: not pushing it like they thought they were going to. You know, right. they thought it was going to be the next big thing. And yeah. it's interesting. Um, I liked it better when there were fewer Black Label books, you know? Um, yeah. Because, you know, Batman Damned, it was a great read. Um, and uh, now the other history of the DC universe, that's a great read. Um, but some of the other stuff is just, I don't know, I think they're, they're overdoing it a bit. Um,
2: yeah. So you don't want to read 10 great. Batman books a month, you mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of have
0: to draw my line at nine. Yeah. At I, I just can't, I can't deal with it.
2: <laughs> well, Anyways, there is good news, at least. Sandman is a show, or it's going to be a show. And that is very yes. big news. Um, I
0: am super stoked.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think we all are in every comic book store and comic book writer and all around the world. Oh, yeah. that Rejoiced. Was it yesterday? Yeah, that's when we all Yeah, rejoiced. I think it was right? yesterday, yeah. It was yesterday, yeah. And Neil Gaiman's actually attached to the show. He's writing the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the fact that like, Gwendolyn... Christy was cast as Lucifer.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. That was
2: who I was most excited about.
0: Yeah, she's going to be fantastic in that role.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, It reminded me a little bit of uh, Constantine and Tilda Swinton. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes.
2: Her in that, totally.
0: Um, Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the same aesthetic. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have complained if they would have cast uh, Tilda Swinton in that role. but um, <laughs> uh, but I, you know I am not going to complain about Gwendolyn Christie at all because she is brilliant and I, I, I love her.
2: Oh, yeah, me too.. Yeah. Do any of you know the guy who's playing uh, Dream?
0: No, I've seen pictures he's Um, and yeah, he's, he did something. was it for stars, maybe?
2: maybe And look trying to look it up right now and oh my
0: IMDB save me <laughs> yeah I know right? Tom, Tom Sturridge,
2: Sturridge. yeah, Sturridge, yeah. All right. well he's been in stuff but uh, he was in Pirate Radio in 2009 I guess he's been around for a while
0: oh that yeah. was the Philip Seymour Hoffman movie wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah. yeah he was
2: like I can't be that old how old is this guy 85 oh yeah
1: okay
2: Oh, no, he's been around. Yeah, he, he
1: was born, still, born in 85.
2: Yeah, he was born in 85. He's been right. around. It sounded like he cool. just said
1: he was 85 years old. Oh, he's actually,
2: he's <laughs> actually 85 years old. He's... Yeah, uh, he looks great. He's he is, yeah. the yeah, he <laughs> is
1: the actual king of dreams. Yeah, he, <laughs> he just put him in for
2: a while, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect for science fiction.
0: Uh,
2: yeah. I, I seriously don't recognize him at all. At first, I thought he was the guy from Vampire Diaries which i
0: kind of looks that way yeah yeah Yeah.
2: damon did did you Mm -hmm. watch vampire diaries too are you that
0: i've i have watched some episodes of of vampire diaries uh you know if it's got a vampire in it i'm gonna watch it you know um i don't uh i don't think i was their target demo but um, but i did (laughs) i did enjoy it um you know uh ian Summerholder, um what he was he was he played the role very well
2: he did he has, he has my heart forever. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> and I knew you'd have a her, too. <laughs>
2: um, all right, Jacob. What do you got? Uh, the casting,
1: uh, the casting for, uh, I think, the other characters, like, I love that we got uh, Chucky e. D coming back, Charles Dance. Yep. Uh, Dude, I'll watch um, him in anything. I love yeah. Charles
0: you're
2: like Chucky e. D. I was like, Who are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, from Run
1: DMC. Um, no,
2: that's the flavor Flav. Ah, okay. Oh, now? no,
1: you're right. He, Chuck D was, um, he wasn't in Public Enemy, he wasn't in NWA, he was in I don't remember now. I don't remember. I like, really should. I thought he blanked.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> I know he, I know he was a, a, yeah. a, a rapper, so.
2: Well, we're all now too white to answer this question. <laughs>
0: yes, he was
1: not public enemy. It was him and Of Flav. I was okay. I was almost. We're right. Good job. Um, and he's playing the uh, guy who like traps Dream at the beginning of the series, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which yep. I think is like, oh, of course, that's such a like. I mean, I can totally see uh, Tywin Lannister doing something like that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So I think yeah, and he'll he won't be around very long unless they're like kind of going the preacher route where they'll like make him like sort of a recurring antagonist for the first season and then get rid well, of him or something
2: i did hear there are so they were filming and they uh neil gaiman tweeted out that they were filming 24-hour diner which is the which is issue number six
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah one of
2: the like most fucked up issues too so i don't know if mm-hmm. they actually are going issue by issue maybe you know, I,
0: I I don't see how you could, um, you know, because it, they, you know, I, I you know they'll they'll have to break it up. I mean, I would imagine, you know, but you couldn't go sequentially issue by issue and tell a coherent story. I don't think not in not in the TV format. Be interesting to try though.
2: It would be, I mean, yeah, preludes and nocturnes. I don't think would work that way. I think Dollhouse would work that way. Dollhouse would,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's, or it's
2: that, like, serial killer story, and you know, yeah, uh, which yep. is my favorite one. So I
0: hope they I love yeah. Dollhouse, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, same here. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually,
0: when I recommend people pick up Sandman, um, I I'll probably you'll probably throw something at me here, but I oftentimes recommend that they skip preludes and nocturnes and just go straight into Dollhouse. And I actually um,
2: would not throw anything at you, I recommend that a lot too.
0: <laughs> <yeah. I> just, <laughs> Prelia to Nocturne was kind of weird trying to tie in uh, the Justice League. And I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah this stuff. <doesn't> <laughs> so I'm glad yeah. they abandoned that really quickly and made it what it became. Because um, yeah. Sandman is just, it, it's one of those absolute must-read uh, comic book series for any anyone who wants to really explore what comics are capable of. Um, okay. I mean, it just... It, it stretches the genre and the medium uh, uh, like nothing else ever does. I mean, it's incredible.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the fact that he was exploring things in 89 that no one else would touch,
0: mm-hmm. too,
2: um, yep. whether it be in politics or, I mean, like I said, in 24 Hour Diner, I mean, he does, tra- you know, pe- people who are trans, um, mm-hmm. gay, or just LGBT stuff in general. Um, and women who are abused, you know, stuff like that. And nobody else was writing stuff like that really. No,
0: I mean, you couldn't. I mean, they, yeah. were, they wouldn't allow that type of stuff to be written, um, yeah. you know, because uh, they would, they were afraid that audiences wouldn't, uh, you know, wouldn't read it. And, you know, right. Gaiman, he, he took some big risks with uh, by doing that and was well rewarded. And we as comic book readers were extremely well rewarded for it.
2: Yeah, and I think now, Obviously, like, anybody can open up and write stuff like that now, too. So, yep. which is great. Yep, he blazed the trail. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jacob, you had some X-Men stuff you wanted to talk about, right?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, I think, this is a very interesting thing, that Marvel is putting an aspect of the X-Men book uh, up for vote. Uh, you can vote for the character. They, they give you a list of ten characters, and you decide which one you think should join the team. They don't tell you who else is on the team, but they say that of these 10, only one of them will join. Mm. Uh, and then there's a whole lot of copy in this thing about how like you could change the course of the history of the X-Men and like, sure. Uh, <laughs> but
2: didn't he even just do X-Men five
1: vote right? He, he uh, literally just did that. Like...
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my vote is gonna change it. But I guess it just did recently. So if I could now <laughs> change yeah. the course of the X-Men. All right. <laughs> i
0: hope they don't undo what hickman had did with house of powers of x um that that is another brilliant piece of x-men writing man. oh yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it fixed it just magically fixed all of the continuity problems that have arisen from having 60 years of x-men books and reboots and new stories and new teams it's like because no matter what happened, all you have to do to the equation is drop the Moira factor into it, and all of a sudden the equation's balanced. It works. Just mm-hmm. put Moira in there. Whoop, there yeah. it is. And so that that was a stroke of pure genius, and I, I do hope they don't they don't muck around with that too much, because it, it just solves so many continuity problems.
2: I know. I completely agree. And then also the whole, oh, if an X-Men dies, we can just reborn them. Yeah. <laughs> That's <too. laughs> I mean,
1: yeah Yeah. are a new one. <laughs>
0: Creepy,
1: they, they were doing that before but now they're just like we don't need to explain it we just have a system
0: yeah yeah, yeah now we we'll get now you have an explanation and so they don't have yeah. to waste ink writing an explanation they just say you know yeah we're out here we had a seed you know here we go <laughs>
1: although it's crazy they did that because now I remember that a few years ago the death of Wolverine story arc was like a huge deal and we sold a whole bunch of copies of that and people were like oh my god they killed Wolverine what are they going to do and we know that he's going to come back but like it's important to see like okay how is Marvel going to decide that Wolverine is dead and dead permanently and what does that mean and now we know that they can never do stories like that they're just like we're not like no X-Men character will ever have a death of again we literally or, I mean, had
2: a contest. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and I remember reading Death of Wolverine, and I was like, I was like, okay, I have seen on a comic panel drawn by Umberto Ramos, I have seen Wolverine literally vaporized, and somehow his healing factor brought him back. So you're going to tell me that just encasing him in Admantium is going to kill him? Yeah. No. I, I just can't buy that. I've seen him vaporized. You know yeah. so um but yeah the uh yeah you're absolutely right they'll never be able to do a a, a death of that anyone will buy now because i mean people are going to buy it but no one will believe it because <laughs> nope. uh, you know now you just they just they know there's going to be a seed
2: unless they destroy yeah. krakoa <laughs> yeah that could happen.
0: Yeah. could happen but it would just like that's probably how they bottom, get out of this know? and there would there would be a little fragment of it somewhere that would grow again you know
2: that's what it's going <laughs> to be that's going to be their next big event death of kirk
1: now somebody <laughs> from pets like a little just consider- threw
0: their phone because you spoiled their entire big event for
2: 2022 Damn it. <laughs> I, did <it. laughs> I did it i did it all right, uh, Jacob, real quick.
1: What's our choices for the so, contest? Uh, your choices are armor, uh, created by Josh Whedon, the one with the armor. Yeah. Banshee, everyone knows Banshee. Boom Boom, former friend of the Beyonder for some reason. <laughs> Cannonball, who I think they established as immortal, though I'm not sure why.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Forge, very complicated backstory. Marrow. Polaris, powers question mark. Uh, strong guy, powers. huh?
2: She's got magnetic powers, like Magneto. S- sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> and she—I think she's also telekinetic, like everyone else.
1: <laughs> she has magnetic powers. Then she was super strong. Then she got her magnetic powers back. Then it was something else. I don't remember. And now, it's, and then it's magnetic again.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Sorry. Sure. <laughs> uh, Sunspot, as seen in the New Mutants film, sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tempo, who is the only character on this list that I know nothing about.
2: Oh, yeah, I looked that one up. I guess she's a-,
1: a drummer, maybe? Mm.
2: She has the powers of drums. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also- mean, she's the
1: powers of J.K. Simmons in the movie Whiplash.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Perfect. All right.
0: I was going to vote so my for P.C., is- so if we want to put tempo in there, we can put them together.
2: <laughs> oh, I just looked up tempo, <laughs> and that did not work. <laughs> It yeah. just said uh, Tempo Workout Fitness. That's what my phone came up with. Okay. <laughs> so I'll get on that soon. She makes workout tapes. She makes...
0: Ooh, 98. <laughs> 98.
2: <laughs> All right, Tempo. She's, uh, tempo is a fictional African-American mutant character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics. She was first introduced as a member of the Mutant Liberation Front in New Mutants 86. Her abilities oh. are light and time oh. manipulation. <laughs> Oh, they with my dog.
0: Uh, I win the no, dog competition.
2: You're voting for Tempo. No. voting for Tempo. Sorry. Oh, her creators are Rob. I can't. Hey! OK. Her creators are Rob Liefeld and Louise Simonson. Oh, OK. I'm voting for Tempo. Yeah, I think that's
1: 87. Was that the same issue Was Cable? No. 87 was Cable. 87 Cable. 80 is 80. cable. This she was
2: 86.
1: Was 86. Oh, she's 20, you said eighty-six? Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: Yep. So. Yeah,
1: she could have been in the Deadpool movie. Yeah. yeah.
2: She still could be.
1: She, she still could be, be in number three. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, Jess, you voted for Tempo? Yes. Oh, okay. Nice.
2: <laughs>
1: Gonna stick with. Because of, I of am time now. manipulation.
2: Yeah, time manipulation is pretty. Flight and time manipulation. Yeah, that
0: actually is pretty cool. Yeah, to be able to manipulate time and light—that's actually pretty rad. Um, and a unique power. Um, Mm -hmm.
2: yeah. Uh, I will say I'm not fond of her armor, though. Mm. She needs a. She needs. Yeah, that was a big. It looks like she's wearing a a a stegosaurus on her head.
0: (laughs) Uh (laughs) huh. I mean. Don't you want to wear a stegosaurus on your head? I
2: mean, uh, no. looks like it'd get in the way of things. I kinda
1: wanna wear a stegosaurus. I was gonna say it looks like she's trying to she's trying to wear the Captain Marvel armor, but has only seen black and white pictures and had to guess. Right.
2: <laughs> it's a cosplay. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <There you go.
0: laughs> she's a cosplayer who just randomly found out she's actually a
2: mutant. <laughs> <laughs> and now she can manipulate time, go back. Redo right.
0: it. <laughs> right. Fix her costume, and yes. so like every amazing cosplayer, she's going to just constantly be going back and constantly fixing her costume because it's never good enough for her. Right. Perfect. Now, I think we just
1: wrote an X Men book.
2: <laughs> I think we did. Copyright <laughs> this shit now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> they could retroactively have that. They could say that for the Wasp, and that's why her costume is different every panel in the '60s. Oh, <laughs>
2: that <was Yeah>. <laughs> that's brilliant! Really that.
0: So I, straight, he owes us a thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I voted for Strong Guy because I like him.
0: Strong oh, Guy. God. Yeah. Ugh.
2: All right. <laughs> I won't. I won't harp on it. All right. What are you going for, Rich?
0: I'm going to go with Banshee, um, simply because it uh, just doesn't fit any of the other character molds that are in the, the main X-Men team. So, um, okay. yeah. I'm going to go with Banshee and the, the awesome, uh, awesome power of the voice.
2: Is it also because yeah. he was a zombie recently? Did Maybe. It <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. He brought it back from the dead recently. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: I mean, but everybody's come back from the dead in the X Men
1: universe, yeah, and a bunch of them have been vampires.
2: Yes, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my Storm. birthday issue of yeah was Storm when she was a, a vampire. Yeah. Jubilee. That was badass. A Jubilee. Yeah. It was badass. And
1: actually, I think that's it.
2: Oh <laughs> <I mean>, yeah, <laughs> no, there has to be more.
1: And yeah, Wolverine
0: um, was Lord of the Vampires in a What If universe. So
2: that's right.
1: Oh, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that well, was a good. One too. Would, would, the curse of vampirism work on him because of his healing factor. Ah, uh, whatever. It's comic. Yeah, they.
0: I, I don't remember how, but they dealt with that in the in the book in the comic. So uh, that that is actually a valid question to ask. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, but it was covered in the in the comic book.
2: Uh, real quick too, and we're gonna have to wrap up pretty soon. But uh, are you going to see the Morbius movie?
0: Oh yeah, I'll see it. I mean, it's a comic book movie, so I'm totally gonna see it. Um mm-hmm. and um yeah, I I, I think it. It's got potential, um, you know, um, I, like, uh, I, I, I like anything Spider-Man. I, I'm kind of a sucker for that. I don't do a lot of superhero comics anymore. Um, I like more of the genre stuff, but I still have a soft spot for, uh, for Peter Parker. And I, I love Miles Morales. Um, and so anything that's got to do with Spider-Man, I'm probably going to love it. Yeah, it's just Sony.
2: I have a bad yeah. feeling about it. Yeah. Also, Morbius and a living vampire. I was never on board.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I will definitely go see that new Blade movie, though.
0: Hell
1: yes.
2: That I mean, Oh, my
1: God. Yes. I know. How did I think about Blade? Uh, right? <laughs> my top vampire movies. Ugh.
2: Oh. That's a solid, it's a solid vampire movie.
1: That's when mm-hmm. I met Chris Christofferson. I just watched Blade and I was like, hey, Blade he was really good. He was like, thanks. That's the entirety of our conversation.
0: Wow. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> I was sitting behind him at a pro wrestling show that his son was in. That's, <laughs> but at least you got a thanks. I mean, you know, he yeah. have just blown you off. You
2: could yeah. have, yeah. yeah. I didn't know you met Chris Christofferson.
1: Yeah, I, I posted that? the photo. I, his, his son's a pro wrestler. He goes by Jody Warpig. And I went to an APW show in Daily City and happened to sit behind him. Uh, and during the break, all these people were coming and taking his picture. And I was like, who is that? Oh, shit. Of Chris course, So So, yeah, that's he doesn't like look that. at all like he did Blade. What uh, his shirt was on, which he didn't wear a shirt for the whole of Blade, if I recall. Right.
2: Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Was he in Blade 2? He was
1: cut too? in that movie.
2: No, he died I in Blade so. 1. Or, it wasn't yeah. called Blade <laughs> 1. It
1: was just called Blade. He died, right? <laughs> no, he <laughs> was on the balls.
0: Oh, he died, but then he came back for, for three.
2: That's right. Uh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, cool. I think Yeah, it
0: was three he came back for, yeah.
2: Okay. So. And it's been probably- a while
0: since I've seen those.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. They're always on something and I'm just like, well, there's probably something better.
0: Yeah, and you know, I think that's part of the problem why I can't remember which one's which because they are always on. So I catch them now in pieces. Right. So it's hard, it's hard to remember which movie I'm watching.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's I just trust. a blade universe. The one with Ryan Reynolds is three. That's what I, I know that. Yes. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> and uh, Triple H and his uh, vampire Pomeranian.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Best one. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah.
0: How can you
1: not love a vampire uh, Pomeranian?
2: <laughs> I know He's I he
1: Triple H has metal fangs in that for like no reason, right? Just because it looks dope. Just because, I mean,
2: because yeah. it's metal fangs.
1: I mean, yeah,
2: that's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it makes him more badass. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: if
0: I were if I were a badass vampire with a pomeranian, I, I would want metal fangs.
2: <laughs> <You> know, they'll <laughs> actually put metal, uh, like caps on your dog's teeth now. Really? Yeah, you can get gold oh. ones, or you can put a diamond on your dog's tooth, or yeah, so they would look like metal fangs. random facts that is pretty
0: awesome
2: yeah I used to work in dog dentistry it's like three grand though
0: (laughs) I I don't think I'm going to be doing that for my dogs anytime
2: soon
0: I'll get some like aluminum foil and put it on
2: there (laughs) oh my god that would hurt so bad
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't do that (laughs) silver spray paint like in Fury Road there
2: There we go you can probably the worse Yeah
1: probably worse Yeah definitely worse
2: <laughs> Alright uh, We have one last question to ask We ask all of our guests this, as long as we remember
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh could we still do this
2: <laughs> <laughs> Like I said as long as we remember <laughs> Right Alright um, Aquaman beard or no beard
0: <laughs> I like bearded Badass Aquaman
2: Yeah, me too. I don't think, especially now that we have a real Aquaman. We started this way before Aquaman ever had a movie. Yeah. um, And he looks much better with a beard.
1: That's just what he looks like now. I don't (laughs) ever want to see clean-shaven Jason Momoa. I don't think my brain would be able to process it. No, that would be weird.
2: It would be weird.
1: I mean, that would be really
0: weird.
2: It would be. Thor, beard or or no beard.
0: No beard for Thor. Yeah. Uh. That's
2: because I definitely go Chris Hemsworth no no beard now yeah after after ragnarok especially yeah um, i was just watching a really bad horror movie with his brother i just call him no hemsworth (laughs) (laughs) because he's the one yeah it was really i can't even remember the name of it and i was literally watching it two hours ago (laughs) you know
1: when i when i pulled up when I pull up the Wikipedia page for the Sandman show, he was considered to be Morpheus. He was like he made it to the three finals.
2: What? Really? Not the brother.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, Liam, Liam Hemsworth.
2: Hemsworth. Not Liam. Oh. No. It goes we Chris Hemsworth, Liam Hemsworth, and then no Hemsworth.
0: Right. <laughs> and wait, is he the one? Was he one? Was he on Westworld? Yes. He's, he's Hemsworth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh
0: Luke. Luke. Hemsworth. Luke, Hemsworth. Luke Hemsworth. Thank Luke you. Hemsworth. Thank you. Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the one who doesn't look like it, you know. He, 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 the other two hit the genetic lottery, and then he
2: not I know it's really sad. He's mostly yeah. a stunt guy, but now he's getting more roles somehow. Right. Yeah. He's also, not a good actor.
1: Uh, you'll have to excuse me. I I misread the Wikipedia entry. Liam Hemsworth is not considered to be Morpheus. He was considered to be the Corinthian.
0: Oh. Okay. That makes more. Sense. No, I could
1: see that. I could see him more as the Corinthian.
0: Yeah. Yeah. he, he kind of kind of looks weird like a you know a sadistic murderer type person so
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but still like kind of like a little suave like you could totally get why this guy would convince people to let him eat their eyeballs
0: exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I could
1: see him as a demon on the loose
0: from hell yeah so okay yeah. Yeah, i could do that
2: and the movie i was watching earlier was called death of me don't watch that movie
0: I have not seen
2: that. It's, uh, it just came out. Double on feature
1: Death of Me and Vampire Land.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, why do I waste my time on these bad horror movies?
1: <laughs> I ask myself that about five
0: times a week. Yeah. And then I'm like, because I love them. Yeah. It's
2: <laughs> really hard. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being on the show today, Rich. It's been really fun. You forgot
1: the cool. final question. What's the, the final, final beard question?
2: question. What?
1: The, the beard question. We did Aquaman, we did Thor.
2: Are we doing? Are we doing, Are we gonna do Spider Man?
1: Yes, Spider Man, beard or no beard? <laughs> oh God, no beard? no beard, no beard. I no, I can't see Peter
2: with it. No, uh, I think we've only had one get caught under the mask. That uh, has said beard for Spider Man because I liked depressed, sad Spider Man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like Peter B. Parker in Spider Verse, he had like kind of a stubble thing going on.
0: Now yeah, has- I, mean, I think that I can handle, but like I'm thinking like full on beard. No, that's weird.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's only had that when he gets dumped by Mary Jane, and then he's really depressed and maybe... Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So so it's... Bearded Peter is like fat four. He's depressed and sad. Yeah. Yeah, um, Okay. That I can go with for maybe, like, two panels, but before he goes out and, you know, fights
1: crime, he's got to shave. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) But who would know? (laughs) It would be all like... It's not like... It's not like, wow, Superman's really letting himself go. It's like, we can't tell.
2: It would be like <laughs> fluffy under the mask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, you know, big mutton chop
0: type.
2: Exactly. <laughs> 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 also, could you see Tom with a beard? No. No. Yeah. I, think, I don't think, think he's for
0: Tom a beard. to grow a beard, but. <laughs> 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 he's got that baby face and you like. You know, I, like I, I kind of picture Tom Holland with like, you know, like little thirteen-year-old pencil-thin mustache that he's, you know, trying to make <laughs> come in, you know. Yeah. Pubert like, Adams.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, could could there have been a more brilliant choice for Peter Parker than Tom Holland?
1: Oh my God,
2: no. he's amazing. He's just
1: perfect. He's great.
2: Yeah, so good. <laughs> All right.
1: He even did a Queens accent in the first one.
2: Oh, my God, Jacob, again with the Queen's accent. You love I it. I will
1: never let it go.
2: You'll never <laughs> let it go.
1: <laughs> stop doing it.
2: <laughs> All right. I'm going to close this out again. We really sure. <laughs> thank you for being here. It's been a lot of fun, Rich.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: This has been the Escapist Comics Podcast. I'm Jessica Bellavoni.
1: And I'm Jacob Rubin. Thanks again, Rich Davis, for coming on. Cult of Dracula is the name of the comic by, what's the company?
0: Sourcepoint Press. And Source when it come Press. Out? Uh, it hits store shelves on March 31st, so it is available in uh, Diamond's preview right now. Uh, we have covers uh, from Gula Nemeth and Shannon Mayer available. So, yeah, uh, Shannon's is right behind me. Um, so, yeah, please go ask your local comic book shop to order it and um, hit us up on Facebook, um, Cult of Dracula, or on Instagram at Cult Comic and Twitter at Cult Comic.
2: Awesome. Those are the plugs. Anything else you'd like to plug while you're
0: here? Um, I'm probably missing something, but I think I'm good because I can't okay. remember anything else. All right.
2: It's
0: great. <laughs> your
1: socials, your socials that you wanna.
0: Yeah, you know, if you uh, if you hit up the uh, the cult of Dracula uh, the Facebook page, it's probably going to be me responding. Um, and so yeah, follow me there. I, I don't have one of those really cool. Author pages with the blue check yet. But yeah. All
2: right. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you Thank guys you. next week.
1: Bye. All right. Thanks for listening to G- the Comics podcast. We'll see you next time.